Hi guys, so we're back to talk about the big event, the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, I also have done a segment on Lady Gaga and her performance on the Saturday before the Super Bowl in Miami. Details about that and about her new love interest. As well, I'm going to do a segment on some interesting and funny posts about the Super Bowl halftime show that, again, won't make us laugh. Um, But first, let's get straight to the big event because the adrenaline is still pumping. It is for me because I've rewatched it about eight times and I feel like I've had about 16 espressos. (laughs) So I'm going to start with that. And so, of course, we had Shakira and J-Lo. And the show was electric. It was fantastic. It was up there with one of the best ever, in my opinion. However, we had the two ladies doing about six minutes each, beginning with Shakira. Now, I really like Shakira. I really was rooting for Shakira. I know a lot of people loved and appreciated it and really dug it. But I have to say what I have to say. Um, Nothing against her performance. She was dead on. Her moves, her body, incredible. Um, Her voice, she was perfect. I'm going to, I have a problem with the choreography. The opening of the show, she opened it, and frankly, I couldn't believe that the sh- that the halftime show had began. It went from a commercial to a flat stage. She was maybe about three feet above everybody else on a small platform, wearing the same color as everybody else, and blended in. It was very flat. You don't open a show like the Super Bowl on a flat stage with everybody wearing the same color she just didn't stand out we needed a platform we needed a a different colored outfit we needed something so that was the first thing that came to mind is like really this is the beginning where's the bang you gotta start with a bang so then the show went on and her vocals like I said were fantastic her costume was great it was red and sparkly and done by Peter Dundas uh, who's a uber cool designer um, she had her boots were comprised made up of 10,000 hand placed rhinestones I found the heels a bit low I'm just talking fashion now I don't want to sound sexist but I think it would have been more effective had her heels been higher. She had on like a a wedge heel, so she's not going to have a real heel on. She's not a glamour girl. I know that. But heels do elongate your legs, and I think, you know, even another half inch would have made it just that much hotter. Um, Anyways, never mind. Enough about that. And... One thing about her performance that I did love was she paid homage to her Lebanese roots. And so it was diverse and inclusive. I was afraid, to be honest, it was going to be sort of all Latino 
leaning and really that wouldn't have been completely inclusive of everybody as a matter of fact um she did a lebanese sort of segment with belly dancing and music and then she also did towards the end what was uh, sounded like an african segment which i loved and appreciated i love the choreography for that part but again it was flat all the costumes looked the same there was no levels there was no interest looking at the stage when she was on it so the two i know had separate choreographers they may have worked together at some point but generally they each worked with their own teams and so then we had a little bit of a, a zeppelin tribute where um shakira picked up the guitar that was cute it's always cool to hear a zeppelin tribute and then she got into crowd surfing, which was also cool, which also goes to show how she's she's one of us. She's cool. She's not a diva. So she did the crowd surfing. And then when she got back on the stage, in my opinion, there was some questionable camera angles. Honestly, it made me think about the nip slip. It almost made me more uncomfortable than the nip slip that camera angle and what she was wearing i don't know if i was the director of that i don't think i had made that decision maybe it was done on purpose but it was racy but that's okay moving on so then for her uh, getting back to the choreography her big finale when she was about to end her segment what does she do She's surrounded by girls. They're all dressed in the same color. They're all tightly close to her. You know, no big formation, no big brouhaha. It's just her in this crowd of girls. She runs about 10 feet and does a stomp. And then the fireworks go off. Really? That's it? She jumped 10 feet and stomped? <sighs> no. I, I was almost feeling bad at that point. You could, om I could almost feel the crowd going, okay, when's the real show going to start? <laughs> and then you could literally feel the electricity in the air as JLo's songs began. Boom. There she was up on a flagpole like a queen. Madonna is the empress, but JLo is the queen. And she was like, she was fashion and glamour on a flagpole. She had on a Versace black leather bodysuit with a beautiful pink satin voluminous ball gown type thing that she quickly was taken off of her. And on she came to the stage in this incredible sexy leather Versace bodysuit that fit her like a glove. She's worn bodysuits before, but this was next level. This was next level. Every little piece of this was tailored to optimize every inch of that flesh. And it did. It was fire. Um, and then she joined her dancers on stage, who were also done up in leather jackets and leather caps, in homage to a very famous photograph from the late Peter Lindbergh, that he did in 1991 in New York City of it was a double page spread of all the supermodels wearing black leather jackets and black leather caps and I just found out that that photograph was an homage to Marlon Brando 
So I didn't know that. But when I saw the choreography on stage and the in the costumes, I knew right away that it was an homage to that photograph. So it was Vogue. It was fashion. Of course, I was loving it. Fashion people, we were loving it. And then she goes on to change into this mirrored bodysuit. I mean, it was barely there. It was as bare as you could get and not be censored. Again, every little piece of this mirrored sort of broken glass bodysuit was strategically placed to optimize and make her body look its best. Absolute perfection by Versace and Jennifer Lopez's styling team, which is Rob Zangardi. Um, And then her hair, her makeup, the glamour, it was all perfect. If I was her hairdresser, as we know, people may not, may or may not know, I do hair and makeup. And as I was watching whip that glorious huge glamorous head of hair around and around and around had I've been her hairdresser on that I would have been on my hands and knees praying the whole time that a set of extensions didn't fly out of that head during the performance <laughs> god knows how many extensions she had in there but what how many however many they were it was perfect she got it right her team got it right she was not messing around so in this mirrored bodysuit she gets on to a stripper pole which nowadays is commonplace i'm a prude in the old days i would have said that's disgusting um it's too much i don't like it nowadays it's commonplace okay so she of course coming off of the film hustlers had just done a bunch of work on how to learn how to pole dance and of course when Jennifer Lopez does something she does it 120% and at one point I read somewhere that she says you know God brings you things at the right time and da 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 and she was right because when she did the film Hustlers which wasn't that long ago she wasn't confirmed for the Super Bowl yet Um, So the fact that she was able to use the choreography that she learned and the skills that she learned for Hustlers and put it into this show was divine intervention. It was absolutely magnificent. They optimized everything she had ever brought to the stage and screen and her shows. They optimized it all. I mean, the poetic beauty of this performance made me think of Madonna's. Madonna's performance was what it was because of all the work she had put in over all the years. And the same thing with Jennifer Lopez. That was an accumulation of years of hard, hard work and sacrifice. It was just impeccable. Um, so... Then we had some uh, Latin performers, Jay Balvin and Bunny, Bunny Boy. I 
don't know exactly what his name is. Um, they didn't play a big part in it. I'm kind of glad I'm not into their type of music, but they are huge stars in Latin America. So Jay-Z, by the way, was in charge of putting the halftime show together. Shakira is on Rock Nation's label, Jay-Z's label. And so that is one reason why she was there. Um, I mean, she did a great job too. But when you had the two women side by side, and Shakira, you know, she's got a more natural vibe. Her hair was very natural. In my opinion, it was a bit too natural. It was She could have been coming back from the gym, especially when she stood next to Jennifer Lopez. The glam was on. It was like J-Lo, the diva with her little sister. <laughs> That's what it kind of made me think of. So that's what I'm that's what I thought about it. Um I mean I was getting messages immediately thinking asking what did you think and people were impressed and I said I agree it was energetic it was spirited it was electric it was unforgettable quite frankly Jennifer Lopez did it she did that that was the performance of her career oh yes they had her daughter on apparently her daughter that was a nod to the american dream or maybe it was a nod to nepotism <laughs> but we're gonna let it go her daughter looked very cute um they could have picked another little girl who had a little bit better vocal experience, let's say. Vocal talent. But um, it was very sweet. It was cute. Why not? Um, she's J-Lo. She's earned it. The show was great. And good luck to the next year's performers because it's going to be hard to match up with this one. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about Lady Gaga and her connection to the Super Bowl this year. She is in Miami. She performed for the AT&T TV Super Saturday Night Show in Miami, um, where she was joined by her new love interest. And nobody really knew who this new love interest was, although they've been dating since November, reportedly. So, pictures surfaced of them on their Miami balcony, and they are seen cute and cuddly and kissing. And he's wearing sunglasses. Although, some shots are taken of his profile, in which they are kissing, and it looks like his eyes are open. Now, if you're like me, or if you've ever heard this, if you listen to body language experts, they say that if your eyes are open while you're kissing someone, you just might not be that into them. I hope in this case that that's not true. I hope he's into her. I'm pretty sure she's looking for love. And so far it's been in all the wrong places. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm rooting for her. And I hope these shots were just like, who knows, maybe he heard a loud sound and he opened his eyes. Maybe he was blinking. You know, hopefully they were taken in a millisecond and that I'm reading too much into them. But 
that is what my thoughts were. Now, moving on to her performance, where she um, sort of paid homage to her 2017 halftime show. She, uh, the headlines were that she said, read this year's halftime show. Multiple headlines read that she said, quote, I better hear no lip syncing. And I thought, what is this all about? Of course, it made me click and go investigate what she meant by that. She, she doesn't seem the type that likes to throw shade. Um, people that were there say that it was done very lightheartedly and that she also followed up by saying that she loves Shakira and she loves Jennifer Lopez and she wishes them the best. Um, it, it just leads me to wonder, was it a publicity stunt? Because we know these are da- these days, no matter who you are, which artist, that if you say or do something controversial, it's going to get you headlines. And that is the name of the game. Was it that? Was it, could it be that she was talking to Elton John, who she's very close to? She is the godmother to both of his sons. And Elton John is known for dissing people who lip sync. Could it be they had had a recent conversation or he's just drilled it into her head that now it's become a thing for her too? Because I mean... In all fairness, to sing completely live at such an event, at such a high-pressure event, you know, I'll give some of these people a break if they're doing parts of their performances that aren't live. But, um, so, the headlines made me click. What the headlines really should have said is that Gaga put on a spectacular performance and helped raise money, along with A&T, for her Born This Way Foundation. AT&T donated $1 for every person that hashtagged Super Saturday Night um, to give to her Born This Way Foundation, up to $250,000. She explained that her foundation gives money, donates money to many charities, but in this case, it would be going for mental health first aid in American schools and that in the future she wants to have it available in all American all schools across America amazing good for her she is putting her money where her mouth is you know I haven't always been the biggest fan of Gaga sometimes her antics are too big for me or too much for me Um, sometimes her speeches are too melodramatic for me But I have always admired, when I watch clips of her shows and her concerts, she has a way of connecting with the audience like nobody else. She's not like most performers who they're in the city and they're like, Good evening, Toronto! You know, they've got all their routine little one-liners. They're just going through it like robots, their shows. Not her. She can't stop talking. She wants to connect with her audience. She wants to touch people. And I've always admired that about her. Um, She, last night, one young lady wrote 40 letters and had people throw them onto the stage for her in hopes that Gaga would see and read one of her letters, her letter. And she did. And she brought the girl up on stage. Apparently, Gaga does this a lot. 
And the girl wrote this heartfelt letter about how she was made fun of when she was younger and that Gaga's ongoing message of positivity helped pull her through those times. And you got to give it to Gaga. She is relentless in her pursuit of these social causes, her support of the LGBT community, her inclusiveness, her message of love and non-bullying. Like she just really... It's important to her to connect with people. It's not just about being a huge star. She's using her power for good. And so in that vein, I want to say to her boyfriend, who, by the way, we did find out 24 hours later, we now know, thanks to people, uh, to some one person said, The devil works hard, but Twitter monsters work harder (laughs) in terms of finding out who her boyfriend was. His name is Michael Polanski, and he is from San Francisco, and he is the CEO for Parker Institute for Cancer Immunotherapy. How do you like them apples? And not only, he is Harvard-educated amazing and I just want to say to Michael if you're listening and I know he's not but let's just pretend if you're listening Michael close your eyes she's amazing So for today's Laugh of the Day Super Bowl edition, we have a a video that's going viral taken by a woman named Carissa Maxwell, who is a sports producer, editor of some type for Sporting News and Vice Sports. She filmed a man and posted it and said, somehow this man is sleeping through the Super Bowl. We're still only in the first quarter. Uh, A little while later, she tweets, he just woke up. Oh no, should I tell him? She means, should she tell him that she's filmed him and posted it? And then she she next tweet is, oh no, his friend is currently showing him the video. The whole section knows, what do I do? (laughs) So he's, it's a man who's sitting in what looks to be like a coaching section. He's in a good section watching the game but he's everyone in the section is standing up but he's passed out in the back corner against the wall sitting down (laughs) during the game so people responding to this video this is a sleep a mattress company i believe that says even we know this isn't time to be sleeping (laughs) another person writes prob hungover from last night (laughs) Me, during a Trump ad. (laughs) Another person says, Bud thought the Dolphins were playing tonight. Took some pre-game NyQuil. (laughs) Another person writes, That tailgate must have been off the chain. (laughs) Man, he paid all that money just to be away from his wife. A legend. If Ambien has a social media presence, they should be all over this. (laughs) And then 
some folks can't handle day drinking. <laughs> Poor guy, it's pretty cute. I hope he didn't want to watch the game. I- I'm I'm gonna go with he obviously had a good time during the weekend, <laughs> and by the time the game got there, he was over it and tired. <laughs> And there you go, guys. That's the laugh of the day. I hope it made you laugh as much as me. Go check it out on Twitter. It's pretty funny. (laughs) Bye, guys.